Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to go, your daily to go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. I'm Noah Shrekbine here every single Monday through Friday. Find us on youtube.com slash all Steelers talk or anywhere you get your podcast. And today I'm joined by my right hand man, Stephen Thompson. Stephen, it was a it was an eventful week at Steelers minicamp, helmets and shorts. So how'd was. you like your time at UPMC Rooney Sports Complex? Uh, I loved it. You know, it was, it was great, you know, getting in the facility, um, seeing the full team in action for the first time. Um, you know, OTAs, you can only learn so much um, with, without the full team there. But uh, definitely minicamp gave us more of an insight into what what the full Steelers team will look like when when the regular season begins this fall. Yeah, no doubt. And I think it provided enough insight for this long, dreadful gap that we're about to take. But that's what we're going to dive into. Some guys that impressed us during minicamp this past week. I'll let you go first. Who's on your list of guys that that stood out to you last week down in Southside? Yeah, so kind of at the top of my list is uh, Zach Gentry, um, or Gentry. Uh, he is, you know, big body tight end. Uh, I think at a time when uh, the Steelers are going through a transition at the quarterback position, Zach Gentry is kind of a, a security blanket for a lot of the quarterbacks, um, you know, Mitch and Mason and even, and even Kenny and uh, – Kenny, who took some took some reps with that first team uh, yesterday, in particular during the during the two minute drill and some seven on seven stuff, but um, just a guy who's that big um, and that experienced, uh, he gets open really well. Um, he's just just really easy to find. You know, he's hard to miss uh, uh, yeah. when when if you're a quarterback looking looking at a new offense and receivers that you don't know and. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I thought he really stood out. He made some nice catches, particularly this week, um, uh, working working with that first that first and second team offense. Yeah, no doubt. Gentry's, I mean, 6'8", took him a couple of years to find his body. I think it was cool when we talked to him in the locker room. He's like, yeah, like it, it took a while to adjust to how big I am and how to use my body. But, you know, he looks fluid. Him and Pat should be a good duo. I think it took four years, but – all props to the Steelers coaching staff for, for giving that time to develop there. Uh, who else stood out on your list? Um, another tight end, Connor Hayward. Uh, yeah. We we talked uh, yesterday about this, but I think the fact that he fell so far in the draft was because he didn't really have a position. Well, I think it was more about the way people talked about him. You know, yeah. you heard everything from him was H-back, 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 but – He's a true tight end, you know. He's not particularly big, but he has great feet. Uh, he's pretty, pretty agile. He can move really well, um, and then just catches balls, you know. Like I think he's developed a really nice rapport, particularly with Kenny Pickett. Um, you saw them working together a lot. Um, they were kind of on the same same offensive team together. Their lockers are um, right in the same corner um, in the locker room. So 
and, and we saw him make, you know, really spectacular, like one-handed diving catch in the end zone um, oh, yeah. the other day during the two-minute drill. I really like him. I, I, I love the way that he can move. Um, I love his hands. Um, and I love the rapport that he um, – and the relationship that he's building with Kenny Pickett in particular. Yeah, and I love the fact that he uh, wears a donkey shirt for the next week because <laughs> – he got up and celebrated that one-handed snag, which was beautiful. He's made a lot of catches, especially for dude who's 5'10". He does not play to his size whatsoever. I think that's his biggest downfall, but he'll learn to get get through it. All right, who's next? Um, another offensive player, Gunnar Olszewski. Um, another guy that we we talked about a lot uh, this a week lot. in the OTAs. Man, just gets open. Just gets open <laughs> and makes catches. Like, it's – and, you know, you, you can only put so much stock into plays where everyone's in helmets and shorts, but he has such good feet and, uh, you know, runs great routes, good hands. Um, and it, it was it's interesting to watch him work like that because, um, you know, you, you watched him in, in New England and all he was, for the most part, was a, a punt and kick returner, a special teams guy, um, an all-pro at, at those positions, but yeah. um, still – he has nine career receptions and the Steelers are bringing him, bringing him in to be a, be a wide receiver. And he has more than proved that he is up to the task. I think, um, you know, through these, through these past few weeks, he's, he just gets open, you know, and that's yeah. kind of all you can ask of, of a guy, of a guy um, who's playing receivers. So I, I really liked him. I thought he made some really nice, really nice plays. Um, and I think they're going to start asking more of him. You know, when you get into when you get into um, training camp and stuff like that, when you start to figure out teams and and all of that, first team, second team, third team, he's going to keep moving up because of his ability to just make plays against whoever's lining up against him. Yeah, no doubt. I have a whole notepad that's just filled with Gunner is open, Gunner's mm-hmm. open against, <laughs> Gunner's wide open. It's yeah. like, and somebody's explained to me like when pads come on. It, it affects, you know, leverage and trajectory and the whole, I don't know. I'm not an X and X's and O's guy, but they said that, you know, we have to see what he looks like in pads. Like you said, if you're open, you're open. I don't care who's, who's behind you. Pads. Wait, if no, one, if no one's touching you. It doesn't matter. They can't tackle you. Like exactly. if they're not within five yards of you, they can't tackle you. So it doesn't matter if they're in pads or not. Yep. Yep. He looks, he, he looks, I think the most impressive so far at camp. All right. mm-hmm. who, who else do you got on your list there? Um, Cam Sutton, I was, I was really impressed. So, um, you know, Minka been kind of in the background of, of these, of these practices so far. Um, there's kind of an open hole at, at, at safety, um, and in the defensive backfield as a whole. Um, so Cam has, I thought really been one of those guys who stepped up and taken on a leadership role. Um, but then also it's just playing well, you know, when they do team drills and stuff like that. So, He's, I think, going to be really important um, during these next few uh, – during training camp, you know, depending on how, how the Minka uh, situation plays out. Um, he's a veteran. He It was really interesting talking to him yesterday about um, that situation and, like, how he's tried to fill that Minka role without really filling that Minka role. You know, everyone's kind of – not walking on eggshells about it, but I think uh, a little cautious about what they say. So, you know, Mink is there, he's participating, he's, you know, involved with kind of planning and the mental side of stuff, but he's not playing, you know, he's not mm-hmm. repping with that, with that first team defense. So I think Cam has really felt uh, a responsibility to 
to fill that role in some ways, to be that on-field leader, um, a vocal leader, uh, a kind of quarterback of the defense, per se, from from the secondary. You can see a lot. Um, and I think another thing they talked about a lot, it wasn't just Cam, but it was uh, Mike Tomlin and all the other DBs were talking about uh, how you need to be versatile at this point in the year. Um, and Cam, I think, has embraced that. He's he's really ready to fill whatever whatever need this, the Steelers have for him. Um, and, you know, I, Mick is going to – I'd have to believe that Mick is going to get re-signed but, or extended. But um, for right now, Cam, Cam is kind of – Playing as if Ming is not there, and, and saying, "Okay, if if let's let's prepare as if we don't have him, and let's let's be ready, and that's all, that's only going to help us." Yeah, I agree. The, the Cam, I remember back in the day, my first year in the locker room, Cam was second year guy, and already every time I talked to him, I was like, "This guy's been in the league for ten years. At least he acts like he's been in the league for ten years. He's probably the biggest leader and the most." overlooked leader on that defense. I, I agree with that hundred percent. He's going to be key to them. Definitely moving forward. And then I think you got one more, right? You got one more on that list. Yeah. Um, and this is why, you know, the fact that I only chose two wide receivers on this list is pretty incredible because I am fascinated <laughs> by that, that position group. But um, Anthony Miller, I thought really stood out this week. Um, this is a guy who was a second round pick coming out of college spent a few years with the bears and kind of fizzled out, you know, didn't exactly live up to his potential, but um, he knows he's got to fight like hell to stay in, in, in this league. Um, and he, he said in, in no uncertain terms that he is ready to do whatever he has to do to, to stick around um, in professional football, whether that's special teams um, or whatever. He, he wants to be a receiver. I think he's a really good receiver. He made some really nice plays this week just with, his agility and stuff like that. He's so big, he's much yeah. bigger than, than I, um, than my impression of him was. Um, but I really, I really liked the way that he was competing. I loved his attitude and, you know, in addition to the stuff that he was actually doing on the field. Um, so I, you know, that receiver group is really young, really new, you know, you're, your most experienced guy, not most experienced, but, you know, experienced with the Steelers in that system is like Chase Claypool. Um, so Anthony is going to be one of, you know, three, four, five, six receivers that are not only competing for, you know, snaps and, and, and time and, you know, that receiver rotation, but also to be a leader, you know, to be someone who, who steps up and, um, and kind of takes control of that position group. So I was really, really interested watching him. And I thought he, he had a really good, really good week of practice. I think what stood out the most about Anthony Miller this week, outside of like last year, he looked real shredded. This year, he looks ridiculously shredded. Was we watched Frisman Jackson yell at everyone all day long for three weeks, no, no breaks. And every time he talked to Anthony Miller, it seemed to be positive feedback. And in my eyes, if you're yelling at Deontay Johnson, but telling Anthony Miller he's doing something right, Anthony Miller's looking good. And right. I think that's that's all the affirmation I needed from anybody about whether or not Anthony's a guy. They, they'll keep six guys. I think yesterday we were talking and, and we thought it was five. It's six. Miles Boykin, Anthony Miller, Cody White seem to be the guys that I think will yeah. fight for that last spot. And Anthony Miller seems like a guy who who can make some splash, add some potential if he is if he is that last guy. All right, my list is a little bit more. 
old. It's more veterans, I guess, outside of, of one guy. No, I take that back. It's not. That was a total lie on my part. But it does have some veterans in it. Uh, we're going to start with Akello Witherspoon. I think the biggest thing that t- stood out about Akello is I expected him to be the cornerback too, the guy that rotated with Levi Wallace, if not, you know, Cam Sutton moving inside and Witherspoon and Wallace being the outside guys. But I expected Wallace to have a pretty big role on this defense. Witherspoon rarely comes off the field when they're running the first team. And I thought that showed how much confidence they have in him and, and how much potential they see in him here in year two. I also think I, I talked to him in a scrum and he talked a lot about, you know, what he's looking to do and how comfortable he feels in this defense. But then I talked to him one-on-one and he said, I, I have so much swagger with this team because they let me go through my downs. They let me find myself here in this team, be me, go through my struggles and find the other side. And now that he's on the other side, he says, he's like, I can be myself. And like, nobody cares because they've seen me overcome things. And that adds a lot of confidence to guys. And I think he just looks very smooth out there. I think he looks like a leader. He's yelling all the time. Those things stand out for a guy who who needs to uh, uh, not even needs to, but just has an opportunity to really be a star at that position. And he's still very young. Right. And, it, you know, he's a guy who seems pretty safely in the roster, of course, because he's you know, rapping with the first team and stuff like that. Like he he could be comfortable in that role, just staying in that role, keeping it that limited. But he is clearly trying to take on a bigger role. He wants to be a leader. He wants to be a first team guy every down, you know, and I think that's really that's impressive. And I don't think that's uncommon. I think everyone wants to do that. But, um, you know, for a guy like him, whose name isn't necessarily you know, known in every household who, who watches the Steelers. I think that's, that's really important and really interesting. Yeah. Witherspoon was a dude who stood out, uh, staying with the defense, miles Jack. It's not even what he did. Like it's very hard to take away inside linebackers at this point in, in minicamp, like Brian Flores said it himself. He's like, I can't judge a linebacker off of helmets and shorts because when a 300 pound lineman's running at them, then we know how good that linebacker is. What stood out to me about Miles Jack is every single time somebody talked about him in the locker room, they were like, oh, my gosh, Miles Jack is ridiculous. He's so good. He's a leader. He's a dog. You know, he's out here making plays. And I'm just like, all right, like, that's cool. Because a lot of guys say that, but people said that with gusto. Like, it was the same way that people talked about Brian Flores and his immediate impact to this defense. I think that's huge because I was here last year with the Joe Schobert incident and People had good things to say, but nobody was like, yeah, this guy is a star. And everybody's like, dude, Miles Jack could really make an impact on this defense. And I think that's something that once pads do come on, we will see, you know, how different him and Devin Bush are because of what he can do in the middle of the field. Right. And we, you, we know he's talented. Like he's a yeah. former first round pick, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Former first round pick, starred for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was a key player on their best team in – ever probably yeah, maybe probably. we know about the physical traits and the stuff that he can do on the football field but i was so impressed by his knowledge um you know he is kind of like an encyclopedia of like everything that he's done in the nfl like he can recall it so quickly i loved like hearing from him in the locker room um so that's what that's what i was most impressed by and i'm, I'm glad you brought him up because i think he's he's a really impressive player too yeah, yeah. Miles Jack is a dude that could change this defense for sure. And it's good because it's veterans taking leadership roles that are young. Like he's only 26 years old. There's a lot of room there for improvement. I like to see that. 
Um, next is George Pickens, and I, I, you know, you can't keep him off this list. It's it's ridiculous what this guy can do. And I get it's shorts and helmets, but I felt like every single day we were talking about how incredible George Pickens looked on the football field. And that might cha- change, but I think you were the one that pointed out the dude's all legs. Like his legs literally touch his neck and his arms touch his feet. It's ridiculous, but that's the perfect mold for a wide receiver. The guy goes up and grabs balls that he literally levitates in the air to grab. I've said it four or five times now on this podcast that the guy is is already, in my eyes, going to be a star, and I don't think there's any hiding that. What George Pickens could do once the fans get to see him, like they're going to lose their minds. Yeah. Absolutely. And and the thing I love the most about watching him work uh, this week and, you know, kind of at OTAs too, but coaches get after him. They yeah. do not, they're not going to tolerate anything less than his absolute best, like particularly Mike Tomlin. It, he could make, he could catch a 70 yard touchdown, you know, beat his man by 18 yards or whatever. And Mike Tomlin would still find something to critique about him. <laughs> and I, I, I like that. I don't know. Like he's, yeah. he's a talented guy and that's that's obviously you love that but i think they are so so focused on making sure that this guy isn't just athletic and doesn't just thrive off of his talent they're going to make sure that he is a smart football player too that knows everything about the game yeah george pickens and that wide receiver court like you said it was so fascinating to watch these guys especially because a year ago i know you weren't on the field but a year ago you were watching guys like Ray Ray McLeod trying to be impressed by Ray Ray McLeod. And like, you were like, Oh, Juju looks really physical. Now it's just like, I'm pretty sure every single one of these guys could be the fastest guy on the football field, the most athletic guy on the football field. And if you threw it up, chances are six foot four chase Claypool and six foot three George Pickens. So one of them is going to snag the football. So it's pretty ridiculous. Going back to defense to finish this one off. I got two more to our skipper. Came in here real late, third stint with the Steelers, and immediately. I know that he doesn't really have a ton to work against, but in my eyes is already the best outside linebacker outside of T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. He looks bigger. He looks faster. He looks smoother. I mean, you see him walking around, and you're like, yeah, that guy is noticeably ginormous. And for a guy who, I mean, he's a preseason All-Pro three years ago. He's a guy who's come in here and done his thing. They just need to see it in the regular season, but fans are excited about him. I would be excited about him. I think he has a a real opportunity to play this season for this team, and if he stays healthy, I think he's their best option right now. Yeah, and a guy with experience in the system and stuff like that. So uh, a a guy that I think the Steelers would feel really comfortable just plugging in almost right away. Um, So he might not start, but certainly as a rotation player, it was a good – depth add depth piece to add for for i think that was one of omar khan's first moves as as gm right so yes. i mean pr- pretty good start i'd say wow yeah to our skipper one of the first moves from omar khan that's actually uh that's a good way to start i don't think fans put that into perspective there i don't think i put that into perspective there <laughs> and then to finish off my list is a pair of defensive linemen I, isaiah Loudermilk just looks beefy Last year, he looked skinny. He looked small for a dude who's six foot eight. You know, you're just worried about him. I think the coolest thing on top of that is that I, we've been talking all week about like, yo, what would Isaiah Loudermilk be if he wasn't a football player? Because the dude's got the long hair. He wears like the tie dye shirts, you know, just in my opinion, he's a drummer. Went up to him. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I grew up in a farm town in Kansas. I, I would not be a farm boy. No way. 
He's like, I play the ukulele, if that counts. <laughs> That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. But on top of that, he looks beefed up. He's taken first team reps because Cam Hayward missed the last two days of minicamp. He just looks like a dude who's ready to take that second year leap. He looks like a guy who's somewhat filling into the potential that the Steelers saw in him to make that move when they traded up to get him in the draft last year. And, you know, if, if it works out, I think he fixes a lot of the defensive line because last year their problem was there was no depth. It was Cam Hayward, Tyson Alualu, Stefan Tuitt. And when Tyson went down, Stefan didn't play, and Chris Wormley had to start. It was it was just a bunch of mix and match nobodies in the middle of the defensive line. Now they have guys that they can rely on, which bounces off of this next guy and this final guy, Monty Adams, who looks just as smooth as he looked last year when he came into Pittsburgh real late in the season, joined week 13, jumped into a starting role immediately, filled that well. I think he looks pretty much the same. And I think those two guys can really solidify the fact that the Steelers defensive line is ready to take a step in the right direction this year. Yeah. And they will need to, um, you know, step, yeah. no step onto it again. I know it's the second year of no step onto it, but now they're prepared for it. I think that's yeah. something that, um, uh, uh, that they are, that everyone's talking about is, you know, it, it sucks to lose step onto it, but when you have a little bit of run up time to it, it gets a little bit easier. Um, you can kind of figure out where the pieces all fall um, without, you know, having to do that you can do that in practice as opposed to having to do it in, in live game action or, you know, during a game week. Yeah. yeah. Steelers have a long gap. It's going to get real boring, but it's all right. July 6th, 26th. We're there. Hopefully somebody shows up in a helicopter. Shout out to the AB years. If not, don't worry. We'll have plenty of coverage. Find us on all Steelers.com and check both of us out on Twitter. We'll be back on Monday. Enjoy your weekend.